Hello, and welcome to the Financial Emancipation Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Branch, and this is a podcast discussing the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Hello, hello, and welcome back. Um, you know, this is a time, you know, we're in a very challenging time in our country, in the world, um, in the middle of a global pandemic, a health crisis for sure. Um, I live in New York City. And so we're in our own little cluster of a very difficult and trying health crisis time. And it's difficult for us because as a as a large city, the largest city in the country, um, almost 9 million people live here. Holding down a very contagious virus is not an easy feat. And so, um, you know, there have been measures that have been taken and we're hoping that those measures are working. But in the meantime... You know, a lot of death has occurred. A lot of people are sick and it's very hard on people emotionally to deal with that. And so, you know, for folks who are home, we're all we all should be home at this point. Um, We're home. We're kind of trying to stay positive as much as possible. The staying healthy is a big, um, a big deal, especially for folks who may or may not um, themselves have to go out into the world. Some people are essential workers and therefore they have no choice but to go out into the world and um, and face the potential of this virus. And for those who are dealing with the tragedy of family members who are sick or who have lost friends and family members under these conditions, it's a very horrible time um, and it's a difficult time. And so trying to stay positive within that is, is challenging. And um, I'm hoping that you all are finding different ways to self-care in order to make that this situation as manageable as possible for your mental health. And then you're kind of on to the other aspect of this is what, what I mentioned in the last podcast, which was that, you know, a crisis was looming and the crisis was not going to just be a health crisis and that there were draconian measures that they could put in place that will um, be able to combat the health crisis. But what's looming behind it is the financial crisis and many of us are feeling the, the effects of that financial crisis. Um, many, many people, a record number actually, in the last three weeks, 16 million people have filed for unemployment. It's a record for this country. On uh, In a week, we had 6 million, 6.6 million people filing for unemployment. Um, you know, and, th- and those numbers are going to continue to grow as the economy continues to suffer under a standstill. You know, a variety of states are suffering um, may not be suffering as much from the health crisis of it. A state like Nevada, state like Florida, which Florida is now starting to come up. But states that depend heavily on tourism are struggling right now. Las Vegas is shut down and the entire Nevada economy is balanced on the back of of, of Las Vegas. And the entire city of Las Vegas is shut down. Every hotel, every casino is shut down. And so and it's the, every day that that, go, that happens, that's a whole economy because that's most people who live in Las Vegas are working in some variation of of that type of tourism and so places all around the world that depend on tourism are suffering in this country that is happening the industries of the hotels and the taxi cabs and the um, Airbnbs and airlines and any other things on travel are all suffering because those people all out of work you have retail people who are in retail out of work and at this point, the only people in any type of retail that are still in, working are people who are in grocery stores, who are those folks are overworked. You have giant companies that are suffering under the 
under this. Um, maybe they didn't financially prepare um, to have this type of slow or halt of their business and they're having to lay off um, their employees. Restaurants are suffering. Um, they're trying to do their best by maintaining through deliveries and things like that, but they're suffering and laying people off. So this is, there's not a lot of industries that aren't touched by this. Um, you're even seeing that even in frontline workers, like in hospitals, emergency room doctors are being asked to take pay cuts because hospitals are even struggling, even though they have all the quote unquote business, they're struggling because they need a lot and they can't pay everyone and their, their resources are being depleted in trying to combat this crisis and um, insurance companies are not going to be paying the way they should. And many hospitals were already on the brink, particularly our public hospitals were already on the brink already. And so we're seeing that even in the healthcare field where everyone knows that those folks are working, you're seeing that some people are being asked to take pay cuts um, and, and to remain working. So the financial crisis that's looming behind this is going to last far longer than um, than the health crisis will. Um, when people say we're going to get back to normal, um, we won't see normal as we knew it before. We'll see a new normal, but even on the financial side, we will not see normal again. You'll see a new level of normal. And so I wanted to do this episode to talk about a few things um, related to what can you do now? I mean, the, the, if you if you have already lost your job, Due to this crisis, first of all, I'm sorry that that happened. Um, and secondly, you know, there's a, there's a lot of unemployment benefits that have been out there and the federal government did respond by increasing the benefit. So if you have lost your job um, or have been furloughed, please file for unemployment. Um, in the most cases, um, the federal government has, has um, ordered that an additional $600 on top of what your state's maximum benefit is can be awarded to people who file. And that's, so that could potentially, like in the state of New York, that could turn out to be about $1,000 a week. And for some people, $1,000 a week would really keep the lights on, keep the bills paid, and hopefully carry you through this um, through this wave. Um, and, that, and that's a good thing. And so if, if you're in that situation, go ahead, file for unemployment. It may take a little while. You've been able to get um, some some um, consideration for from bills that they may be late. And so a lot of um, companies are waiving late fees and things like that in order to understand that some people just need a little bit of time to get through the bureaucracy of the system to get money flowing again if it comes through unemployment. You know, if that is your situation, there are certain things that you should do um, in preparation for that, meaning reduce all expenses that are non-essential, meaning you should be focusing on, you know, paying your, your you know, whatever your rent or your mortgage, any type of insurances that you have, you should always remember to pay those. Um, you should be focused on groceries and things that you need in order to maintain being home with your family um, and reduce anything that is not um, a necessity at this point. And that would be any subscriptions that you have that are not related to like um, right now, if you're home, you maybe need your subscriptions to Netflix or things like that in order to keep your sanity. But any type of um, ongoing or reoccurring costs that you have, for things that you may have belonged to, you should get rid of those. Um, and you should reduce any type of expense that you can. Um, again, if you have a, a, a child who you had a cell phone for and that child is now home, there's no reason to keep that, that cell phone bill as far as the, the data going. Cut off that data plan. The child can use their device with Wi-Fi, their home, um, and you can save some money that way. 
Um, little things like that that you may that you can do right now if you're in a situation where you have you've lost your income and you're going to be getting some unemployment benefits there and just keep in mind there's no shame to that there should be no shame in the fact that you need to go into um, to receive these benefits and you've lost your job because this is what happens and that's what these type of benefits and, so, and social safety nets are there for and you should take advantage of that right now if you are in that situation but do everything you can to reduce your expenses right now Make sure you are being very open with any debt that you have. So any any creditors that you have, any 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 um anything that you have, speak to them. Let them know the circumstances, situation, and see what they can offer you. It could be a delay in a few months' payments. It could be you know lowering the interest rate. It could be a lot of things. So make sure you're very vocal with all of the your bill, um, all of anyone who you owe money to, and see what you can do. The same thing with your your kind of like your bills, your light bill, your gas bill. Call the companies up, let them know your circumstances and see how they can help you. In these instances, in this time, every this is not you're not the only one this is happening to. So approach it that way. Economies of scale. Get every, If everyone's having the same problem, they have to respond. And so go ahead and reach out to get those type of benefits for yourself. Um, if you are someone who has not lost your job and you're working from home right now and, you know, we should all know that we're all at risk at this point. Um, there isn't really there aren't really many safe jobs at this point because every sector is losing money um at some in some way shape or form and so um what you should be doing in preparation as the, as the economy is about to really tank as far as a recession is going to go what should you be doing in order to um to to get yourself prepared and kind of get yourself recession proof what should you be doing well let's first of all if you're still getting paid the same amount of money you always got paid, then there are certain things you should not be doing any differently. You should still be contributing to your savings. Um, and and then to that point, you should be able to, at this point, contribute more because there is a reduction in expenses that are happening because you're not kind of going outside. So if you're someone who's working from home now, you have saved commuting costs. You do not have to, you know, whatever whether you commuted via the public transportation or you drove, um, you're saving gas money or metro car money or what have you. So you should be able to take that money right now and put that into your savings put that additionally into your savings on top of what you normally saved um you're not eating out but you are increasing your groceries so that's going to wash that's going to be a wash at some point um but there are a lot of things you're not doing you're not going out to hang out for brunch you're not going on date nights you're not going on any entertainment at this point and so that money can go into your savings um everything right now that you have that you're not spending put it into your savings now it doesn't have to be allocated for anything doesn't have to have a point, you know, that right now, just put it into your savings so that's not sitting in your checking account. A main thing you should be avoiding right now is shopping. I know that the, the companies are sending you 20%, 30%, 50% off because they are trying to boost their business. Do not be sucked into that because we are about to head down a road that's going to get rocky. And while right now it may feel good, there's actually not much you actually need. You're not going anywhere. What are you getting these clothes for? By the time you get spring clothes, it will be summer by the time we get released from this don't waste your money. Don't waste your money. Don't waste your money. Um, avoid that. You know, stay away from that. So if you are still working and receiving your money, teleworking, you know, get things that you need to make your teleworking experience better. You know, if you need a better chair, if you need a, a desk, if you need things to make the situation better, but do not spend money on clothes and things that are just not going to help you out during this time. 
Um, we all need little moments of things. I, I bought myself a, a face steamer because I've been needing to get a facial. And I said, okay, I guess I'll work it out myself. It was $25. It was on Amazon. That was the thing that I was like, okay, you can buy that. You don't really need it. But I'm not buying any clothes, shoes, or anything. I got clothes in here now that I haven't been able to wear because where am I going? I've been wearing the same sweats and hoodies for the last month. So I don't need to do that. Um, you know, you're, you are food shopping more and that's a cost, but just keep in mind that you're saving money on eating out. But every additional, once you pay your bills for the month, every additional dollar that you have should be going into your savings. And this moment right now is why we talk about savings, right? Why we always, why I always, always, always am diligent and, and adamant that you have to have to save no matter what, no matter what your economic um, status is, you need to save money because moments like this occur. And in these moments like this, when they occur, you also find that, you know, you you want to feel the safety of knowing, okay, I have a little something in my savings so that the world doesn't have to crumble around me in the event that I lose my job or in the event that we're in a global pandemic and my hours are cut back or I'm getting um, being offered to stay working but have to take a, a, a 25% pay cut. These are real things. And if that hasn't happened to you yet, know that that could happen. And so you want to start preparing yourself for that now. So one of the good things you can do now, if you're home, if you're a single person and you're not in a partnership with anyone financially, this is a good time for you yourself to sit down and redo your budget. Um, your budget is not going to look the same as it did before because you had a lot of things allocated there that now are not even, um, there. Are, there's no point to that. You might've been saving for some vacations. You might've been planning for some entertainment. All that money you need to take now and put it towards your savings. Um, and so you need to reallocate your budget, move things around. And so right now your budget should be paying for your, your fixed costs, which is your rent and your mortgage and paying for your light gas and all that stuff. And everything else would be extra at this point. Cause again, you're not going anywhere. You're not doing anything. There's no entertainment. There's no vacations. Take all that money right now and put it into your savings. The benefit to this is that when we do, when we are freed from this in two months or a month or whenever, you will see that you have built up some savings there and that will give you some flexibility on how you enter back into the world. Because what happens is when we, when they turn the lights back on, you may or may not, you may or may not say, Hey, I want to go, I'm I'm willing to go back to work, but I need X, Y, and Z. And if you don't have the extra money sitting there, you may be forced to do something you're not as comfortable with. And maybe that you're saying, hey, the first month I want to drive. I know I would have to pay for parking, but I want to drive to work because I feel more comfortable than being on the subway. If you have saved some money during this period of time, you can do that. You can say, you know what, first month, I'm going to just spend spend the money on the parking garage because it will make me feel more comfortable. Because again, we have to manage um, our anxieties and our fears at the same time as we'll have to manage our money and our expenses. So this is a good way to, to, to put yourself in a good position for that going forward. Um, and so everything that you're not spending on your normal budgeting, you should reallocate to savings. So it may look like you're putting a big nugget into your savings. That's a good thing. As far as debt goes, if you're a person, again, if you're still working and you're still bringing in income and you're teleworking and your income hasn't changed, you should be aggressively contributing to your savings, but also using this opportunity to take down debt. So if you have a credit card company that you owe money to and you normally kind of just been paying them, kind of just trying to pay it off, this is a good time for you to become aggressive with that if your income is still the same and you're still contributing to your savings and you're able to contribute the additional money to your savings, you can take some of that money and aggressively pay down on your debt because what will be good to get yourself quote unquote recession proof as this recession approaches is to eliminate credit card debt 
to the extent that you can. So this is a good time to do that. Um, if you are on the brink or you're really not in a position where you have a lot of, of savings already in your in your savings, then you should build up your savings and pay your credit card debt as you have been. But if you're a person who's in a good financial position where you feel like you can increase your, your contributions to your savings at the same time, you can go ahead and um, and increase your, your contributions to paying off your debt with the money that you're seeing in savings from being in a house. This is a good time to do that, particularly on credit card debt, because you want to get that monkey off your back during this time so that when it, when the recession really hits, you're not dealing with credit card debt on top of everything else. Okay. The next thing that you want to consider if you have student loan debt, right now they have suspended the interest on federal student loans. This is a prime time for you if you are still working and your money is still flowing the way that it was. If you have student loan debt that is federal, this is a prime time for you to pay more money on that loan now because everything you pay now will go to the principal. And that, that is the killer on student loans. That is why we are stuck with student loans for so long is the interest. The interest is, is so much. By the time you make a payment, if you have a $400 payment every month, probably 250 of that is going to interest. So right now, if you paid 400, you'd be paying much more towards your, you'd be paying double towards your principal than you would every month. So if you have some extra money and you're in a position financially where you're still stable and you are still able to still bring in your same income, this is a good time to, and you have that debt um, student loan debt, this is a good time to pay more money towards your student debt than you did before because you are going to be paying down on the principal rather than the interest. And that's a really, really, really important thing. So you can take advantage of that right now, whereas you can go ahead, pay down on the principal as much as you can during this period of time where student loan interest on federal loans is being suspended because of this pandemic. Um, so there were questions last week about whether or not you should pay your mortgage. Um, you know, some people are considering that the mortgage rate has been, the interest rates have been decreased almost down to, I believe they're down to like zero. So they're very good low rates. And if you are a person whose credit is in a, is in a good place and you still are employed in a way that you have been employed before, this could be a time where you could consider refinancing in order to, to decrease your payments every month. That's a complicated process. I mean, it's not complicated. It's a tedious process. If you're in a position to do that, I would consider it. Um, but in any in any event, you should pay your mortgage if you are able to pay your mortgage. Um, but you should look at ways in which you can take advantage of the fact that the rates are so low now. If you have an interest rate that's a little higher and you want to lower your payments, you can do that. Um, and it would be a good time to refinance and do that, particularly now when the value of your home is still going to remain the same. If this recession goes anything like the last one, property values and everything will start to decrease and you won't be in a good position to refinance later. And so if you want to refinance, get a lower interest rate so that you're going to be paying less in interest on the property that you have. And this is a good time when your property is still retaining value. This is a good time to do that. Um, but in the event that you are considering not paying your mortgage just for the sake that there's going to be a forgiveness in this, um, I would need to speak to a person on an individual basis to understand why if you are still employed, still bringing in the, pro the same amount of money you were before, why you would not pay your mortgage. I'm not really clear on that. So if anyone has that personal question, I'd like to hear more circumstances, but my general rule of thumb would be pay your mortgage. Um, you know, car, com car com companies are offering very similar things. If you are in a bind, and again, if you're in the bind that we're discussing, please, by all means, take advantage of everything that is out here to help you stay um, afloat. But if you're not in a bind, then you need to focus on 
there are other things you can focus on during this time that will give you and help you to retain some financial stability and help you to build a little foundation for when when or if this thing actually continues as it, as we think it will and if things get worse for you and your family. Um so this is a good time to do that as far as the home go if you can if you're in a good position refinancing is a good thing to do now in order to um, take advantage of the low interest rates. Um, if you're not going to considering refinancing or your rates are already low and your money is still coming in, pay your mortgage. Um, if you, if you can't pay your mortgage, um, and again, you, you know, if you're in a partnership, one person could still be working. One person could not. There are multiple scenarios in which um, the inter-household income can change. So when I say you, I just mean you as a family. If you, if you, if there haven't been any changes that are substantive to your family's income, then you should continue to pay your bills and take advantage of certain things. Like I mentioned, the student loan um, interest being suspended, you should take advantage of that to pay down more on the principal. You should take advantage of the fact that you have this surplus from not being outside to pay down debt, credit card debt. So be a good time to get the credit card debt down. Um, but other than that, you should be, you know, go ahead and paying your bills and you should be padding up that savings. Um, many people had trips and things and celebratory um, moments that have been canceled. Listen, that's heartbreaking. You guys know my godson is graduating from high school this June. Um, it doesn't look like his graduation will occur. That breaks my heart. Um, you know, this is a, this has been a, a journey of almost 18 years of, of, you know, watching him grow and everything. And so to know that he could miss out and we as his family could miss out on his graduation, it, it's sad, you know, it's, it's heartbreaking at the same time, you know, we all have planned different graduation gifts to give him, you know, he and I travel a lot. So it was like thinking about where we would go, but that's kind of not happening now. We're not traveling. We're not going to be traveling now. So that money I was going to spend on that, I can reinvest that into something for him for when he goes away to college or just putting it into a fund for him so that he can have some money, you know, in the future. So there are ways to re, you know, re reallocate. And even for plans that we had, you know, that aren't going to happen, we can mourn that we should mourn that. And we can take advantage for financially of that money being freed up by either applying it to debt that is outstanding, applying it to our student loans, applying it to paying down on anything in advance, and or padding our savings. Um, if you've, you know, if you've been around, you were working through the 2008, 2009 crisis, it, it was in 2010, it was, it was long. It was three good years of just everybody just kind of struggling from one way to the next. It's tough. And it can go that long, even when things look like they're rebounding, it takes a while before you feel like comfortable. And so you want to pad yourself and get yourself financially prepared for that. Um, this is a really important time in partnerships. Um, whether you're married or you're either just partnered and financially you guys are tied together. This is a really important time for you guys to sit down right now and reprioritize your financial your financial situation. You know, what you see now, you guys have to talk openly and honestly with each other about your work situation, their work situation. What's the likelihood of that this could impact us? How do we think it could potentially impact us? And what is our emergency plan if by some chance something happens? Because the other part of this is that we're dealing with a health crisis as well. And they don't know yet what the long-term effects of having had COVID-19 is on the body. You know, you don't know what it would be like if your partner or something was affected with this, infected with this, with this virus and then kind of had some long-term effects from it. You know, in these situations, people are being put on ventilators for long periods of time. Um, when my father was alive and the first time he got sick and they put him on a ventilator, it was three days. And when he came off the ventilator for three days, his throat was bothering him. There were things that happened from that. And that was just three days. So there has to be 
ongoing and lingering effects from being on a breathing machine or ventilator for two weeks and three weeks. And so what is that? What does that mean? What could that potentially mean for the, your partner's ability to go back to work um, and, or still continue to make money in the same capacity, depending on what their job is? And does that have a, an effect on your household? So you guys need to be having those real conversations now and coming up with a contingency plan. Um, what will you do? Um, what would you do if one of you lost your job? How would you guys maintain? What is the priority between the couple? You know, is the priority making sure that the mortgage and we stay in this house or is the priority making sure that we, um, you know, what is the priority contributing to us? Is contributing to our retirement still a priority? What is the priority? And you guys have to know that because if the income were to be cut in any way, you'd have to know what is a priority for the couple for you as a family and how would you then break that down and get and still meet those priorities with less money? Um, and what would you both be willing to give up and sacrifice in, in the event that that occurs? Because now it's something that's very real. And while it may be temporary, it may not be. Some jobs are gonna, that are gone are never going to come back. And, you know, what does that mean as well? So you have to have these kind of conversations. And it's a good time to, like I said, sit down and redo your budget redo all of the expenses that you have because they're all different now and then whatever your surplus is put it in your savings even if you have to think a little bit now about the, the decisions you want to make whether it's about paying down credit card debt or whether it's about paying down student loan debt um, if you need to think about those decisions later just at least throw that money away in your savings but this is a prime time for couples to really have that come to like Jesus talk about what what will we do if this thing impacts us on a health side, as well as on on a side of um, of losing our jobs on the financial side. The other part of this is that there are people who are going to come out of this health crisis having been impacted personally by the health crisis itself, having contracted COVID-19, having been in the hospital for a long period of time. Understand that insurance companies are going to screw everybody over because that's what they do. And so people are going to walk out of these hospitals after being on very expensive machinery and ICUs for weeks with large bills. And so you want to consider that you want to take this time to know what your insurance covers and, and that kind of stuff and know what would you do? What would you do if there was a big, cause you could get hit with a 30,000, $50,000 bill, if not more from being in a hospital for a couple of days. What would you do with that? How would that, cause that could be the thing that pushes you over the edge. So you want to have those kind of conversations and you want to start thinking about that kind of stuff. Not because I want you to fill yourself up with anxiety, but because I want you to be prepared and understand which way and what things you can prepare for and what things are out of your control. Yes, you're, you're trying to not, the, the goal here is for everyone to stay healthy and not get sick. The goal is for everyone to stay fully employed and not be laid off, not be reduced, not be furloughed, not have your salary cut. But the reality is the chances are very high for all those things. And so how do we prepare for that financially is the key right now. And what do we do in these moments where if you have not yet been touched by that, what do you do to keep yourself um, like what I like to call recession proof at this time? And so it's really important now to just do a lot of preparation, a lot of thinking, a lot of conversations, either with yourself, if you're a soul kind of entity or with your partner about how you want to do things and what the new normal will be. You know, if you have small children in childcare and you haven't been paying for childcare during this period of time, um, you know, you've been able to save that money. What will you do going forward? If they, if, if the school, if the daycares take even longer to open, how will you handle this? Um, you know, it's just all of those things. You have to just look a little bit further and say, this can go on for another month or two. 
and the in- impact can extend and, and become greater and greater. And what will what will happen if it impacts us as a family? And so this is important. It's an important time um, when you're dealing with your kids who can understand. Um, you don't want to fear monger them. You don't want them to be afraid. They're already confused because they're home and they should be in school. They miss their friends and all those things. But it's also about conversations with them about finances and resources and, and making sure that they understand that there's a potential that things could get tight and, and what how you want them to understand that and then how you want them to know what you expect from them and their participation uh, of that is, is a good, important conversation of for kids who are of age who can understand. Um, you know, this is, this is tough. This is a tough time, but we do not have to be full of fear. We can try our best to prepare. And listen, when you have done preparation, trust me, the moment when it comes, as much as you hate that it comes, you, you, you are happy that you were prepared. You know, I tell people all the time, my job at work, my job is to prepare for the crisis that I don't know is going to happen, but I'm sure it's going to happen. So when this crisis came up and, you know, there were budget reductions required and cutting it, we had done such a good job in making sure that there was enough savings. Cause I don't just preach this for my personal, it's how I do all manage all the money that I'm responsible for. We were in a position where when the budget reductions came, we were able to take those budget reductions without having to have any operational impact on, on workers. No one had to lose their job. No one, no, no one, no one in the staff understands or knows anything that we had to take budget reductions because we had done a good job of squirreling money away for the, like I said, preparing for the crisis that you don't know is going to happen, but you are sure it's going to happen. You don't know what it's going to be, but you know it's going to come. And, you know, there's nothing, there's no harm in that. If you've prepared and it doesn't happen, you have a little extra money, you can do extra things. But if you've prepared and it does happen, you are prepared and you can kind of get through them without the added stress of wondering where the next dollar is going to come from. You know, I hope, it is my hope that for all of us, we are being more considerate to the things that we would consider spending our money on since now we've been so limited in what we actually need to survive and what we actually deal with on a day-to-day basis. You know, it's my hope that many people who have been, who have made purchases or or done things that they felt now looking back, they wish they still had that thousand dollars for those sneakers or whatever are now considering making some changes in those kind of habits. Not because I'm here to shame anybody about, you know, luxury items and purchases, but also, but more so, not also, but more so, we have to know that there, the guarantee is not there. And just as the country has a, a safety net because things go bad, you yourself have to always have your safety net. And you're seeing major companies who within a three to five week period have gone from what they consider to be thriving, full staffs, full stores, full everything, going down to like missing payrolls because they did not prepare. They overextended themselves. And when the, the thing that we all know is going to happen, we just don't know when or what happen they were not prepared and they end up shuttering their doors many companies you're going to see big companies are not going to be able to come back from this certain the airline industry you're going to see certain airlines will come back certain airlines even with government assistance won't be able to come back because the way that they were running their business was on the brink anyway and if you're running your household if you're running your personal finances on the brink anyway something like this can break you to a point where you cannot recover and that's what we're trying to avoid because all this time of what this what we would see in this country as prosperity it was was for us to prepare for the moment when this happened it didn't have to be a pandemic it was going to be just a recession 
And it was going to be a slow roll to this, but now it just got accelerated because there's a global health crisis. And we have to, we, I say we as people, I say we as people of color, I say we as women, we have to prepare because we are the people, we being women, we being African-Americans, we being um, people who live in major cities, we are the ones who are impacted greatest by these type of things, by natural disasters, by terrorism, by global pandemics. We will always take the brunt of it because when you live amongst the biggest, the biggest city, you will always get hit the worst and it will always have the most effect. So we want to be prepared. And even if you didn't feel prepared when it started to hit, you still have time. You still have time to, to continue to prepare. And so all the things that I listed earlier, just start writing that stuff down, have those conversations with your partner. If you're in a partner situation where you guys can discuss the emergency plan and, um, and get yourself an emergency, you know, get in, yourself an emergency fund. If you hadn't been saving, start saving now with more than ever is the prime reason why you have to have to have to save money. And, and when the rubber meets the road, you want to be prepared. And that's all we're saying here is that being prepared is better than not. And it won't save you from everything, but it'll save you from a lot. And the main thing it'll save you from is the stress and aggravation that comes when the second your check is cut off, you've got nothing, you know? And I know it's hard. I don't say that without any understanding that it's difficult to not, you know, most most of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. Um, but we want to be different. And that's why we're here. That's why we're discussing this. That's why I'm giving out this information. That's why I'm, I'm constantly saying this. Because again, knowing that this situation, this circumstance was coming, it just came in a way that we couldn't have imagined how. But if you study this, if you if you look at this, you know, you know, it's going to come. It's a cycle and it happens. And so why why not be prepared for what we already know is going to come? We just don't know when and we just don't know how. So if you, I would love to hear your questions, um, personal situations, I'm giving out any type of information I can, any type of recommendations that I can. If you need just to bounce an idea off of someone, please just reach out to me. Um, my email is Malik, M-A-L-I-E-K at the financial emancipation.com. Um, you can send me a DM, follow me on Instagram, financial emancipation, send me a DM. Um, you know, just if you have a question or a circumstance and you're just curious and do yourself and your friends and people, you know, a favor, share this podcast, share the last few, go back into the archives. You can see like on ones that will matter about savings, about credit, about paying down debt, all that stuff. Um, say, share those with your friends, tell them to join this movement because we got to get free from this burden and the freedom that financial freedom gives you is freedom in health. It's freedom in life. And, and the reason you know, unfortunately, we're seeing in poorer communities, we're seeing that this COVID-19 is hitting harder because and we're seeing that the options are limited there on what kind of food people can get, the kind of care they can get, the kind of education they have access to. We're seeing that when that is there, people are re- being held down in the moment of crisis. They are being impacted the worst. We don't want that. We want to be able to be able to weather storms. And that's what we're here. To, that's what we're here trying to do. So just pass it along. Tell a friend and tell a friend, join this movement, listen to the podcast, share it um, and ask questions, comment, anything that you need to do so that we can get this kind of going. We will get through this. It's just going to be very challenging and very difficult for different people at different places and spaces. And I want to be able to touch on the different ways in which it's going to be challenging for different people and try to figure out solutions and ways in which we can just put up bumper guards and prepare for what we know is coming. 
Thank you so much for listening today. Please, please, please stay safe. Wash your hands. Stay home. Wash your hands when you're home. You know, limit your interaction with other people. If you got to go out, stay six feet away from each other. Wear your mask. Wear your gloves. Do what you need to do and limit your time outside. And most of all, don't be pushed into this corner that says if you're home, you're you need to come out with come up with come out of this whole thing with a new hustle. That is total bullshit. You need to come out of this healthy, sane, intact with your family and hopefully financially stable. The rest of that is just n- nonsense. And don't let anyone pressure you into feeling like you need to be doing more than surviving at this point because that's the mode we're in. And I just want everyone to come out of this sane, healthy, healthy, healthy and able to then work through everything else on the back end. So no pressure to to come out of this with a new hustle or, you know, that I saw that that going around and I hated it. I, I, made, I put a post up about it. I can't stand it. Um, and we should not encourage that. We want to encourage everyone to be healthy, do self-care. If you, need, if you need to wash your hair and take some time to do that, if you need to paint your nails, if you need to try to groom yourself just because, you know, we can't get groomed, um, if you need to t- have a cup of tea and listen to some meditative music, if you need to start your day with, you know, a little a little exercise, workout in the house, anything you need to do to self-care to get you through this, please do it. Take care of yourself, take care of your family and, and do everything that you need so that you can stay sane, healthy, and we're going to get through this. Thank you again for listening and have a great day.